Welcome back to Saga. Sponsored by Threads. What's up, crushes? Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. Did your team win this weekend? Did they look cute doing it? You should tell us all about it. And the easiest way to tell us all about it is by following soccer underscore crush on Twitter and Instagram and threads. We're we, we have threads. We're so cool. We have a TikTok too. You should follow that also for zero content. Um, coming up for soccer news and Selena stay for the thirst traps. Stop by, say hi, nominate crush of the week. Tell us your favorite Taylor era, whatever. You can we teach us how it. to make a TikTok. You can teach us how to make a TikTok. Be great. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast five stars wherever you get them and share them with your cool friends. And your cool friends who know how to make a TikTok and can also help us make a TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Rapid fires. Um, what is your dream career? Um, I actually have one. There is a person that rubs Paolo Dybala's thighs during matches when he gets cramps. And that's my dream job to rub his thighs. Um, when Jess and I were in Copenhagen, <laughs> this is going somewhere, I promise. We went to a restaurant that was a breakfast restaurant that mostly had oatmeal and like various varieties of oatmeal and ever since then we have wanted to open our own oatmeal breakfast place um but we are lacking the startup capital so um if anybody would like to help us open the smith family porridge company please let me know my idea there is with abby's dream job rubbing paolo de Bala's thighs if she says you can rub his thighs for five minutes. If you pay $1,000, you could help invest. Oh yeah. That'd be a great way to invest in the porridge company. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. I'm the ideas person. Um, What's your dream career? I don't dream of labor. (laughs) That was going to be my first response is like none of the above, but I would, I would like to open the porridge shop with Jessica. I'd like to pet cats. We talk about coffee shop bookstore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe running soccer channel, the the channel that has all the soccer. Yeah. I'd like soccer questions. I'll run that. Like, yeah. When do we monetize soccer crush? Maybe I just need to shit on Alexi Lawless a little bit more and help get our follower count up. <laughs> I can do it. Can oh do man! As soon as he started talking last night, I was like, Ugh. I was like, has he not been punched in the throat yet? I don't know. How much jail time do you think I'd get if I did that? That's a rapid fire for another day. <laughs> I'll have to research the, the laws. That's a lawyer. Casey can help. Casey, yeah. I need to put you on retainer in case <laughs> I assault someone. Beth, do you have a rapid fire? I don't. No, I was really going to like try and come up with one last minute, but it just didn't formulate. Um, what's your favorite song of Speak Now? Um, I really like one of the new vault songs I'm blanking right now. Um, I liked, um, I can see you in the video. Um, what's your favorite Gina? Yeah. What's yours? Um, I love dear John cause I'm here for a skating X. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love speak now, but. I Can See You is a fantastic song from the vault mm-hmm. that feels new and old at the same time. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I haven't really listened to it much. 
It's fair. But I like mine. So I just like that song. All right. Headlines. I don't want to talk about yours, Abby. All right. I'll go last. I'll go first. I'll just... Because mine's quick. Um, Zambia had a last-minute upset over the Germany ladies. What a banger. It was 2-2. And in like the 95th minute, Zambia had a beautiful banger and beat Germany, which is chaotic. And I'm ready for more World Cup lady chaos. Let's go lesbians. That's awesome. Um, mine is, oh, thanks for fixing my spelling. I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, Megan Rapino has announced her retirement after this World Cup and NWSL season. And I had to give like a little Megan Rapino recap for all. It's like a mini bio, if you will. Um, she, Megan's been on a member of the U.S. Women's National Team for 17 years. Um, she's spoken out on lots of issues, including LGBTQ rights, equal pay, Black Lives Matter. Um, this will be her fourth World Cup. She's also a three-time Olympian with a gold medal to her name. And she's played in, as of the last time I checked the stats, I, last night might have made it 200, but she's played in like 199 games and scored 63 goals. I hope when she retires, she has 69 goals. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, we dream that for you. That's what you, that's, that would be the perfect way to end your career. Hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Um, my headline is Mason Mount ended his 18 year association with Chelsea and signed for Man United wearing the number seven shirt, which previously was worn by a rapist. Um, how does one deal with soccer crush heartbreak? Because I would like to know. He also had a whack ass goodbye video that was literally in the drafts for weeks. Cesar Azcalaqueta could cry over Chelsea after 11 years and winning nine trophies and Mason Mount could show any emotion. And it's disappointing, and I am heartbroken. I am soccer crush heartbroken. I'm going through a soccer bre- or a soccer crush breakup, so expect my dear John era. Dear Mason, hmm. you dick. Yeah. I'm very sorry. I haven't seen the video, but don't, it sounds don't. thrilling. Like, hello, Chelsea fans. Look at my bleached blonde hair. Don't I look stupid? That's exactly what he said in it. Well, maybe there's a Jamie redemption arc in his future. I don't know, man. We just have to be really hateful towards him. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him for leaving Chelsea because I knew that was very likely. Um, I blame Todd Bowley for that and the influx of extra players that you did not need to sign. You just wanted to spend money. I am mad that you're real jazzed about wearing Ronaldo's jersey, though. That's really gross to me. Gross. You're nasty. Sorry. Get in the corner and think about what you've you've done. Like, this is why we can't have nice things. It's true. And I'm sorry, but I saw Liverpool rumors today uh, that Jordan Hendo is looking at Saudi Arabia. Wow, what a surprise. Another Premier League player going to Saudi Arabia. Mm. I hadn't heard that, but I'm not surprised anytime I hear that about any player right now I'm not surprised they're just throwing so much money at everyone so Hendo is so pretty he is very pretty it would be very sad if he were to go over there and die of heat stroke or whatever it'd be awful there's a few people that I wouldn't mind seeing die of heat stroke he is not one of them 
No, he's not. Hmm. 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 All right. Favorite matches since we've last recorded. Um, Rowdy's win, 3-0 over Oakland Roots. Cal Jennings had a hat trick. And it was Neil Collins' last match for heading to Barnsley. We are so happy for him and excited, but also major dislike. Mine is the match we just talked about, Zambia, with the two three, with the three two upset over Germany, Women's World Cup, and my favorite thing has been all of Beth's spelling errors. <laughs> They've been there's been a lot today <laughs> in our in our show notes, uh, but that wasn't spelled wrong, so you didn't have to fix it. No, I just need um, <laughs> needed to be longer. Um, I really enjoyed the men's national team game versus Canada last night, especially starting in about the uh, 85th minute when they mm-hmm. subbed in our Cincinnati boys. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. won on penalty kicks. Uh, Brandon scored a goal, but he also skied a penalty kick. And Dan asked if that was still our guy. And my yes. answer was, yeah, yeah. Dan, still cute. Stop. Still cute. <laughs> yeah, Dan, he yeah. I'd like to see you do something better than Brandon Vasquez besides make pasta. He ball made it all the way to the goal. Like if I had kicked it, it probably would have like, you know. Listen, I would not run <laughs> up to the ball to kick it. I'd be like, I'm standing here. This is what you get. I'm not putting in effort. I'm not hyperextending my leg. <laughs> Am I wearing my slides when I do it? Probably. Is my slide going to go further than the soccer ball? Absolutely. Deal with it. We should probably go take a tactics break. We should. Brandon Vasquez. We can talk about how you don't take penalty kicks with slides. (laughs) I'm assuming. We'll be back. That was a wonderful tactics discussion, you guys. Brandon Vasquez has never sounded better. It's true. Or looked better. He taught us everything we know. It's true. Uh, how not to take a PK. Um, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have made fun of Remember him. that one silly PK we saw that one time where they like barely kicked it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be our next Soccer Crush segment is PKs that biffed it real bad. Um, <laughs> but not biffing it because we have a guest and we're very excited. Um, Catherine, welcome back to Soccer Crush. We're so excited to have you here again with us. Hey, I'm excited to be here too. You heard her in our USO roundtable, um, and now she's the star of the whole show. Um, our Indie 11 bestie is keeping supporter culture awesome with the Brickyard Battalion and the Independent Supporters Council and fellow Swifty. So you are everything we love. And <laughs> Back at you. That's true. <laughs> Isn't that what soccer culture is about? Just bringing us all together and... Mm-hmm. And all of our common interests. Um, Catherine, what is your soccer love story? How did you get into soccer? What do you love about it? You know, what is your story? Whew. Thinking back, um, my whole family's played soccer. You know, my my dad played in college. My brother played in college. He was part of. Um, he was a really good player. He was much better than I ever was. He was part of the national team pool and things like that. But I never wanted to play. Um, the way that I 
ended up joining a soccer team was my dad had, I was about 10 or 11. My dad had his friend who was coaching a, a girls team for my age come over and corner me during my brother's match and talk to me about how soccer was super fun because they had sleepovers and parties and um, I'd have, you know, 13 best friends. And I was like, sleepovers, I'm in. My mom never lets me have sleepovers. So I joined uh, a soccer team so I could have sleepovers and then fell in love with the game, of course. Um, stayed with it all through high school, college, and then um, my my family and my, my kids, we just it's what we do, right? Every weekend, every every holiday is pretty much traveling for soccer. When I was growing up, every vacation I took was for soccer tournaments related. Um, so it's just, it's it's in my DNA. I've never really, not that I was forced. Well, it kind of was forced. I was tricked into it. But <laughs> when I got there, um, it was a natural fit and I never really wanted to go to anything else. I quit everything else in my life except for soccer. That's so awesome. I mean, like I could be coerced with a sleepover too. Don't (laughs) parent who won't let you have sleepovers, but also they love soccer and they'll do anything to get you to play. (laughs) Did you get involved with the supporter groups um, with India Lemon? Because I think that's, you know, it's important because you're like super involved. You're not like just a casual fan. You're like an involved fan. Yeah, I am. I can't get away. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we, when I moved to India, I moved to India for college. And then I stayed through college and grad school and marriage and um, kids. And then my parents moved here as well. When I had my, my first kiddo, Elliot, who's 12 now, um, we got India 11 when Elliot was two or three years old. And so when we started going to games, we were friends, we were part of the the Brickyard Battalion before the team existed even because the Brickyard Battalion is a year older than Indy 11. Um, When we started going to games, we were friends with people in the BYB, but I wasn't actively in the BYB because I had a two-year-old watching the games on my lap, right? Um, But... As Elliot grew older, he wanted to stay and watch in the supporter section with our friends. And so really it was him dragging me into, I want to go over there so I can wave flags and hang out with, we call him Uncle Peter, um, you know, just our dear friends. And so I'm someone who, if I have a really hard time saying no to anything. And so when we would start getting involved with different projects and and charity work and TIFO and things like that, I was always like, yeah, of course, let's go. I'm in, I'm in. Um, and then I just kind of got sucked in. And and once you're in, it's, it's hard to leave. <laughs> you don't want to leave, but also it's hard to leave because there's so much, so much work to be done as well. Um, one of the greatest things, though, also is just being a part of, of ISC. So with BYB, I was just a member, not just a member, but was a member um, from afar, then an active member, then um, joined the board to to help um, get organized. And now I'm in my third year as president. Um, I also started um, 
getting the BYB heavily involved with the Independent Supporters Council because at the USL level and previously at the NASL level, it's really important, I feel like, to have supporter groups from across the league band together and and be a united front when our front offices start doing really dumb shit, which is all the time. Um, There's so much turnover in Division II soccer that... we have strength in numbers. And so the more that the supporters groups are communicating and and staying connected, the better chances we have at solidifying solidifying and defending our culture. And so um, that's really the vehicle that I see ISC providing. Um, And so I, when I saw that they were there, that they existed, I wanted to get the VYB involved. And then it's just fun hanging out with with supporters from around the country, right? This is why you guys host the podcast, right? Because it's just fun to talk soccer and Taylor Swift and things like that. Um, and so after a couple seasons of being with ISC, then it was like, oh, yeah, I could I could help out on the board if you want me to. And so now I'm on the board for that too, um, which is, I, I feel... <laughs> eventually we're all going to end up in the retirement seats. One day I will go to the retirement seats, but I feel like when you've lived through all the drama that a supporters group has and you've fought all of these battles that you never anticipate having to fight, um, you owe it to the people that are that are going to come up behind you to kind of give them that institutional knowledge. And so I feel like there's so much growth in supporter culture with Division Two that um, I can help them by being a part of ISE and being tapped in and making sure that our league is as strong and, and organic as possible. Um, so yeah, I always feel this like huge sense of responsibility and then I get myself into these commitments that I never leave. <laughs> well, you're making the entire supporter culture better. Just, uh, being there, I think, um, for us, especially women having voice in a predominantly male atmosphere is important because they're not the only ones watching and consuming soccer. So um, thank you. Yeah. Because thank all of you as well. It's, it's all needed, right? We, we need to have our voices out there and to bring in the next round of, of women, um, make sure that there's representation. Yep, diversify all your supporter groups. But I I do think USL has some of the best supporter groups. Um, I also think they make some of the best culture. Like just at a match, USL hits different. Yeah. Taylor. You guys also had one of my favorite TIFOs ever when we came to see you at um, Lucas Oil and you had the um, You Better Run with uh, Eleven from Stranger Things on it. TIFO, that thing was flipping massive. It was huge. <laughs> yeah. Whenever anybody says, what are you talking about TIFO? What's that? That's the picture that I always show them because even if they have no idea what soccer is, they can recognize the fact that that TIFO went from end to end at the Colts stadium end zone. Like, yes. <laughs> big. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weighed hundreds and hundreds of pounds. <laughs> it was so cool. That was a really fun. That was a really fun game. It was the, the, that 2018 squad for us was um, just unforgettable. It was just a great season. And, uh, 
they had been very active on social media, like leading up to the season, like a lot of the players were. And so that was like the first chance we got to see them play was the very first game of the season. And there were a lot of us from Cincinnati there. It was a really, it was just a really fun game. It was like a 20, I think we had like 21,000 people at Lucas Oil that day. Yeah. Um, Your team was good. When we came down to play you that season, um, and we had that little corner sliver of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of your player, but y'all scored the first goal. And my son, Elliot, and another girl in our, like another 10-year-old, 9-year-old girl were in the front row. And your players came over. They thought that my kid was a Cincy fan. So they came over to celebrate in front of him. And he... <laughs> My sweet, innocent little, he must have been like eight at the time. Um, he and his friend just flipped off your players. It made, it made the broadcast because the TV guy didn't really anticipate a little kid flipping off their players. That's amazing. Elliot's my hero. I have the screenshot of it somewhere. Same. That's so good. And that year, we were still doing things like um, it might have been USL memes, maybe, was doing like the annual awards. Mm-hmm. And I think that 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 image that we retreated around the world was like, uh, I don't know, social media post of the year or something. <laughs> Our little eight-year-old slipping off your plate. That's great. <laughs> He's my hero. I'm so proud. Yes. That's exactly what you do. That's amazing. That's what I would do. Someone comes over and celebrates in front of me and you're not my team. No. Right? I, I get it. I believe our, 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 friend, our friend Audrey was like, Fuck yeah. 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 Her dad and I were like, yeah. Right. We're like, don't say that outside of here, but yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to in this two-hour window. You have 90 minutes. 90 minutes and stoppage time. And stoppage. Get it out now. (laughs) Um, How do you feel about jumping into some rapid fire questions? All right. They're all ridiculous. Awesome. The more ridiculous, the better. Perfect. (laughs) If you could steal one player from your rival club, who would it be? I would have to say more than one, though. I, I'm I'm so bad at answering questions. I always like think outside and be like, Ben, that's fine. Back. There are no rules here. I would just like to take back all the players that my front office has gotten rid of or let go because the players got tired of the front office. And they all go on to do bigger and better things. Like, let's look at Artiaga, who is the current golden boot leader out of Phoenix. Yeah, used to be mine. Um, Jonas Fjordberg, Tejada. Used to be ours. You see the goal that they combined for last week, right after Tejada left us because he wasn't being played. Um, Funny is that he also wasn't being played in Tampa Bay, and that's why he went to Indy. And he's so flipping good. Yeah, he goes out there and he gives everything, and he impacts immediately. I don't, I don't understand why he wasn't playing more. Tyler Gibson, Louisville, I mean, literally anyone, anyone that get with Jordan Farr. Hey, you know, he just won the league last year, but we didn't need him anymore. No. So I will just take back all my former Indy 11 guys. Okay. That's fair. We'll get them for you. <laughs> what is your favorite song to pump you up before a match? Oh, um, Bella Chow. 
Talco's version, Italian punk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great. What do you think is the most iconic goal celebration? Um, no, Elliot spends a lot of time like studying these and then he picks a few to use throughout his season. So for his reason alone, uh, Manu Arteaga's bow and arrow, like the archer, that was his for, for a good year and a half. But I would say overall, I just want I just want him to jump up and celebrate with the supporters. I don't care what you do, but you every player should run to their supporter section, climb up, and and that's it. That's all. That's all that matters to me. Sold. Which celebrity soccer club owner would you like to hang out with? Will Ferrell. He can't be boring. Like that would be so fun. It'd be hilarious. Will Ferrell, hands down, couple beers. We can meet him at Backhart. Couple something. (laughs) If your soccer crush offered to take you out to dinner, where are you going and what are you ordering? Mm. Local or just like anywhere in the world? Whatever. Oh. Um, if it's local, we would go back to our local soccer pub, Union Jack. They're the best best soccer club or soccer bar owners ever. Anywhere in the world, there's a restaurant in London called Barafina, and it is my favorite restaurant ever, ever. It's like a little tapas. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love the tapas. I enjoyed <laughs> tapas in Spain recently. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts, podcasts, or other ways of consuming soccer content? Um, there's a few that I, a few kind of not so huge uh, folks that I really love and respect. So um, my friend, Justin Nunez, um, I say my friend, I met him through his, his work and then we became friends because he's just like salt of the earth. Cool. Um, Justin Nunez, he is fandom 90. It's FNDM90. Um, and he like quit his job and traveled the world or traveled the country for, um, a year and a half. This is his second year or something like that. Just going to soccer matches, lower division, higher division, doesn't matter what it is. Um, he's so fun that when I text him, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be in this random game in Detroit. You want to go? I've never been to Detroit. I'll meet you there. Let's go. Um, and he's just great. He's got great stories. He's great to talk to. And he is just a good human. Um, there's also, um, an, uh, an org called urban pitch and they have specifically a, um, series titled descending the pyramid. And it's all about lower division soccer across the country that I really appreciate. Um, and then Mara Gladys, who is behind American TIFO is wonderful. If you've never connected with her or read her or met with her, um, she too is just like down to earth wonderful um great person to to sit down and talk with oh it's my turn i was following them on twitter as we were speaking oh oh, good (laughs) they should all watch their dms and we would love for them to come be a soccer crush guest (laughs) you totally should you totally should and we will tell them that you recommended and that they also like to answer silly questions we heard they definitely do uh, silly questions. Which three soccer players would you want on your zombie apocalypse team? So if you're trying to survive <laughs> the zombie apocalypse, 
which three players are you taking with you? That is a great question. Also, <laughs> you can choose someone to sacrifice. No. <laughs> oh, Philip Goodrum from Tulsa. <laughs> that was so quick. <laughs> he, he, he'll be buying my shield. I will sacrifice him. He's the first to go. Oh, God. Um, sorry. I mean, he's had some great goals, but he just appears to be such an ass. I believe in sacrificing men, so it's fine. Yes. So okay, so Philip, I get three. So yeah. Philip Goodrum, um, Hopano from um out in Hartford, he just seems like such a conniving jerk. Like a former FCC. I, former yes, I, I might want him on my team because I'd probably like love him on my team, but because he's not on my team, I hate him. But I could see him being like a really good zombie fighter. Yeah. And then I would go with Camlin Lee. He's one of my center mids here in Indy. And he is the nicest, sweetest guy who leaves it all out on the field. He would never stop fighting and defending us. And if I have to hang out with Goodrim and Hopano, then I definitely need someone that I would enjoy talking with as well to balance like the jerks. So yeah, there you go. I think he'd survive. <laughs> Perfect. Which team would you relegate if you could? Louisville. Yes. Yeah. Always the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> Remember earlier that there are no wrong answers here? <laughs> Except no. for that one. Except for that one. No, it's the wrong answer. It's Louisville. Um, which player or coach would you like to see host Saturday Night Live? <laughs> Amon Zayed and Colin Falvey. They... Uh, they are a riot. Both of them are just the funniest guys. They both played here in Indy. Um, and then Falvey most recently played at Sac Republic. Eamon is the head coach. He started um, the Northern Colorado, or no, yeah, the Hailstorm. Um, and then recently took on Colin as his uh, assistant coach. The two of them together, it's like a tornado. They are hilarious they never stop talking and they are it would be a good time yeah <laughs> which team has the best fan base oh you can say yours that's fine I mean I love ours I think that um we We've been through a lot of hard times together. There were some there were some really, really hard times that I wasn't sure that the supporters group would survive, but we did. And I think that um, we take our independence seriously. Um, so yeah, I would say us. Now, who do you think has the worst fan base? Oh. I mean, there's so many obvious answers. <laughs> Do they but you know what? I will say, I will say that even the supporter, the fan bases that would typically roll off of somebody's tongue, even those groups have people that I really, really appreciate and respect. Um, you know, there are supporters groups out there that pride themselves on just being assholes. But even in those supporters groups, they've come to our defense when when shit got real and when things had to be when things had to go down. Right. Um, 
So I wouldn't say anyone has the worst. It, everyone has a bunch of assholes in their group, but everyone also has really good people in their group. It's and okay. Catherine's out here keeping it real for everybody. <laughs> you can watch any two teams play each other at any stadium. Who's playing and where? Can be any club in the world. Any it, club in the world. It can be Mary Kate Nashley's team from switching goals. Like, <laughs> there was blue and green. Um. Well, the obvious answer that my son would be like, why are you even thinking about this, mom, would be Old Trafford, because I have been watching and supporting Man United since I was about five or six. Um, But I've never made it to Old Trafford. So I would say Old Trafford. Um, If I could go back in time, I would go back to like, you know, the year 99 and watch that, watch that team. But I would go now and watch our team now. Um, And if I had to pick a team to play, um, I wouldn't pick a huge rival, actually, because that's too stressful if I just want to go and have a good time. Um, Let's say Fulham, because then we can hang out and watch um, Jedi and and Tim Ream. And I love them. So there's a random answer for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who is your most hated soccer team? Liverpool. Can you say something nice about them? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's the wrong answer. I'll say something nice about Liverpool. Thank you. That worked out perfectly for us. That was pretty good. <laughs> they really enjoyed that. Just saying. <laughs> that was just the usually fact that you were shitting answer. on Chelsea. So usually we're shitting on Chelsea. It's hard to kick them when they're down. Um, <laughs> It is. It's it's one of those things where it's the first thing I noticed about somebody. Like last night I connected with a, a local soccer person um, for the first time and was getting their contact information on Instagram and went to like went from their soccer team profile to their individual profile. And the first thing I saw was Liverpool. And I was like, I'm really starting to like you. <laughs> yeah. Beth, Liverpool is not my most hated soccer team. It's Louisville. Thanks, guys. <laughs> like it's I said, it sounds awfully similar. Okay? <laughs> I also hate Arsenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish they would have won this year, though, instead of City. Like they, I'm kind of tired of that. But I don't wish. It was I love Jack Grealish. That drunk for just for days. Like, I okay. love him. He was really epic. <laughs> He's so funny. I'd yeah. like to squeeze in this reference as much as possible, but there was a great article in the New York Times that called him Himbo Jesus. <laughs> and I just, just if you haven't read that, you guys should go check it out. Was it the New York Times or was it the yeah. Athletic? No, um, I sent it to you, Beth. It is the New York Times does a, so- a weekly soccer newsletter that I subscribe to. And Rory Smith called Jack Grealish Himbo Jesus. And I was like, you guys, we can't call him anything else. No. <laughs> I also really love that man who greeted them um, for the first day of training. Oh, and then yeah, that was so And And he calls, um, oh, what's his face? Erling Holland, the Nordic meat shield. <laughs> oh, I like that one, too. <laughs> that was really meat funny. Shield. Yeah. Nordic meat shield. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. I'm sick of City winning as well. Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah. it's what unites us too. If you could pick 
three celebrities or historical figures to be on a match broadcast team, who would it be? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, anyone in the world. I would pick Colin Farrell because do you not enjoy listening to him talk? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, one of my favorite authors uh, her name is Sarah Vowell, and she is this really quirky historian. Like, she once wrote a book all about her summer vacation touring the sites of presidential assassinations. And mm-hmm. so she has these, like, she's just one of those people that I find to be so randomly intelligent and probably has really good stories and could probably dig up some really interesting stuff about wherever the game is or whomever's on the field. So her... I have no idea if she likes soccer, but, um, and then in terms of like play by play, um, maybe probably like our local guy, um, Greg Rakestraw, he is kind of a a Midwestern, um, celebrity in terms of, um, sports commentary. And he truly is one of the best commentators I've ever heard legit hands down the best damn commentator in the USL but also just worldwide like I think he he is this gem that we have that is Mm -hmm. incredible that's awesome yeah he comes out about once a season um it's going to come up here in August but he comes out to our local pub um for an away day and live does live commentary but it's all like mm. off the record because he says whatever he wants. Oh, um, so it's kind of like you come in and you like sign a waiver. Like you will, <laughs> anything, you will not write anything down. You will not repeat anything that he says. Um, and it's one of my favorite nights of the year. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, which artist should do the next World Cup song? Oh, Taylor. 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 Taylor, Taylor. I'm going to chant with you. You could do a whole World Cup era. Ooh. I actually, I'm not going to lie. When we started, like, talking about your love story, I just had an idea, and I had to, like, text our group chat, and I was like, we need to do a thread of walk-on outfits as Taylor Swift eras. So. I haven't even looked at that. (laughs) (laughs) All of our eyes are so big now. We're all like... (laughs) It's going to be great. Um, Which player would you like to invite to your birthday party? Oh, can I do a former player? Sure. Of course. Um, Drew Connor. He um, is currently in Chicago. He hung up his boots, although he was part of the TNT tournament. Did you guys watch that? Like a month or two? I didn't watch much of it, but I followed some of the coverage because we had a former FC Cincinnati players it team. Was so much fun. So much fun. I watched one game thinking, oh, I'll give it a chance. And Elliot and I, I don't think, I think we watched like 80% of the tournament. It was so interesting and so fun to watch. Um, so he played on the Sneaky Foxes. Um, but he uh, just hung up his boots in the past year or two and now um, spends his life having house parties and and organizing like DJs and stuff. And he is a super fun guy to hang out with. So I would have him come do a, a house party for my birthday party. That would be awesome. What is your favorite piece of soccer memorabilia and how do you display it in your home? <laughs> I laugh because uh, we just had a player come back to Indy this for his first match back, um, Pino. 
And um, I wasn't at the match this weekend because my daughter was sick, but my son went with friends and he came back from the match with a piece of Pino's athletic tape. He was like, sorry, <laughs> hey, mom, but I brought home Pino's athletic tape. <laughs> oh. hey, well, I'm going to put it in my shadow box. Oh, oh, well, they still smell in there. Um, <laughs> you spray some Febreze on it first? 12, like you're not in that phase anymore. You don't ask for things like that, but whatever. Um, favorite piece of memorabilia. I have a... Uh, a game worn signed 2018 French jersey from the World Cup win. Um, it's a Griezmann jersey, but it's signed by the whole team. Um, long story on amazing. how I obtained it, but I mean, it's okay. amazing. <laughs> it's hanging in Elliot's room and he's never allowed to touch it. It's like no. in a shot, it's in a jersey box with like a key on it. Like you don't get to wear it. Well, it can be punishment if he ever does something wrong. Just take it away. In my room. Right. <laughs> you don't get to look at it anymore. That's incredible. Have you ever seen your soccer crush play in person? Yes. Okay. Yes. I figured you would be asking me, like, who my soccer crush is. And I know the last time we did the USL roundtable, I was like... I can tell you who's not my soccer crush. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been like prepping, like, who would I even say? Um, Well, you have a couple. That might be the last question. (laughs) Okay. I I kind of assumed that it might be. So I have an idea in my head. Okay. okay. (laughs) Um, Which player do you think is the most dramatic? (laughs) Philip Goodrum. <laughs> he, like if he could stop blowing kisses at players and fan, like that'd be great. <laughs> he stuck his tongue out and blew a kiss at one of our players this weekend. I have it. I caught it on screen. It's just kind of like, funny. You're, you're like a 13 year old. It's ridiculous. Like you're in middle school. Boys. You know, they never grow up. No. No. Okay. This is uh, very controversial. Which USL conference do you think is better, the East or the West? Oh. You know, in years past, I would have said hands down the East. But if you look at the table right now, it's really, really split evenly. Like both of the top teams in both leagues are like, I think maybe one or two points off of each other. And the same for the bottom teams. Um, so in years past, I would have said the East, but right now I would say that it's, it's really evenly matched. Yeah. That's very diplomatic of you. <laughs> what do you think is the best soccer rivalry? Lipa FC, of course. Mm. The Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest. <laughs> Last year, we did not make the playoffs, but we won the yeah. Leap FC series, and that's really all that matters. The only thing that matters. I love whenever anyone beats the Louisville. It's, yeah. it's actually very satisfying for me personally. My USL clubs are the Rowdies and anyone playing Louisville. There you go. Yeah. Always. <laughs> We're hosting the Rowdies in a couple weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we might be going. I don't know. Maybe. Tell me. It was either that or when you do Birmingham Legion and that's in two weeks. Oh, yeah. I was just there. Yeah. 
Um, have I ever told you guys about the tradition that we started a few years ago when Tampa knocked Louisville out of the playoffs? No. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was great. This was inspired by um, my partner, Stephen, who did something similar um, with the Chicago Fire. But when we watched that match, um, we decided as a group that we were going to send thank you presents to the players that scored to knock out Louisville. So um, I'm hazy on the details, but there was like a late game tire and then there was the extra time game mm -hmm. winner, right? And so Lucky we sent two thank you presents and I forget which was which, but we sent one thank you present to the, the tying goal scorer and then one thank you present to the game winner. Um, at that time, you guys had... Um, Steinberger. And so I was messaging with him and asking like, okay, so where do these guys love to eat? What's their favorite local restaurant? Got online, found it. They had digital like gift cards. And so we made these custom thank you cards and put these digital gift cards to the restaurants and sent them to the Tampa Bay Rowdies front office to these two players. Um, and so we've done that ever since now. So whenever anyone knocks Louisville out, Love that. That's um, amazing. <laughs> I would like to share a story with you now is that I have not gone to any FC Cincinnati matches all year, except one when they played Louisville in the U S open cup and beat them. And we got to watch all of the Louisville fans real sad with their tears. Go walk out. They're of the not there. They don't travel very well. <laughs> You'd be surprised when it comes to Cincinnati. They should <laughs> They thought that like they had a chance, and then at, like the 70th minute, Pat Noonan was like, "All right, Brandon Vasquez, Acosta, put in the A squad now. We have a game on. We have to be done with this." <laughs> and it was lovely. It was came out in the first round, and that mm. match you're referring to where they beat them in the playoffs. We were in Louisville that weekend for the mm. NWSL championship, mm. and we were watching this match in Louisville. I fell asleep, and right as Lucky got subbed on. I, I woke up. I think maybe I might have hurt her. I was losing my mind. Yeah. And then so we got to celebrate. And when they when we like ran over to the hotel window, we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was great. And, and we were probably just almost as happy as you guys yeah. because love it when they lose. Yep. It thrills me. <laughs> well, we do have one more um, semi predictable final question for you. Um, who is your soccer crush? <laughs> I knew it today. <laughs> um, I know it's so hard. Um, I laugh too, because I am so like, I, I, I never want to even talk about soccer crushes because like we are women. We don't need to like men who play soccer. Like we like soccer for soccer. Olivia um, but we, but we also, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we can appreciate attractiveness, right? Olivia Giroux. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick though, like I would say that I have a crush on this entire person's family as well. So Juan Guerra, who is the head coach at Phoenix, um, who also played in Indy, coached in Indy, trained my kid. Like he's just, I mean, sorry, Maria, like Juan's gorgeous, right? We'll just be, we'll just be real. Um, his wife, Maria is the sweetest kindest most beautiful woman as well and then their kids are just the cutest so it's really just like a crush on the whole get a family yeah. I love them they are 
beautiful people inside and out. I think that's soccer crush worthy. <laughs> um, well, that is all of the questions that we have for you. Thank you for hanging out with us and sharing your soccer love story and answering our silly little questions. <laughs> The very important soccer questions that I feel like nobody else is willing to ask. It's you the know hard hitting questions. <laughs> we're doing awards work. I don't think people appreciate it. Enough. I dream of us getting press credentials so we can ask these sort of things and like post game <laughs> press conferences. <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> I saw you scored the game winning goal, but which Taylor Swift era are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on your zombie apocalypse team? <laughs> Sacrifice in a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Like we're doing hardcore journalism. (laughs) Can't even take it seriously. (laughs) For anyone listening that would like to follow you on social media or where can they find you? You find her at Indy 11 matches, leaning the Brickyard Battalion, being a badass, but online. Um, I am on all the things and it's either, um, so Twitter is like KCH read R E E D. Um, and then I think Instagram is Catherine Reed. It's all some sort of combination of KCH read or Catherine Reed. There you go. And, uh, we should probably go talk tactics. Yes. And Taylor Swift. Yes. Well, let's get through that. And that is it for today, Crushes. Catherine, thank you so, so much for joining us. We had a great time. Remember, Soccer Crush does not exist without your soccer law stories. If you would like to be a guest on Soccer Crush, please email or DM us. We would love to have you. We promise it's a good time. And for more fun, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and threads and TikTok and MySpace and Live Journal. all of them. We're probably to be found at soccer underscore crush. Um, say hi, tell us who you're crushing on and who is crushing it. And of course, thank you for listening to Soccer, Soccer Crush.